CeeDee Lamb gets over 100 yards receiving. Peyton Hendershot seals the edges. Tony Pollard busts the seams. Davis bringing the freshness with no Zeke. And still, we lose the friggin' game. What the f- I can just imagine him in a meeting. You know, yes, this is the contract I've been waiting for. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Jerry. And he signs his name, and then he stands up and he says, I'm going to go ahead and have the surgery now. You can't turn the football over 17 times and think you're going to win a game. Can't do it. Won't do it. $230 million. Guaranteed. That's just filthy. I mess up his name. I can't even get it. That's a kitty? That's a kitty? That's a kitty? But at the same time, oh, we're going to shackle them in? We're going to take over? <laughs> you are not Diana Prince. This is not the mascara. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. You'll never see me coming. Welcome to every living and breathing intelligent biped on the planet Earth. To this sick show. It's your boy, the man, the myth, the hashtag legend. In my own mind, big day talking all on sports for news of all kinds. Also, want to welcome those checking us out on this sick podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Overcast, Digital Pocket, Castin, Radio Public. And I always want to give a shout out to all my sick listeners over in the land of the lucky charms. Ireland, the home of that yummy dim sum. Hong Kong, Morocco, home of the rolling R's, Sweden, with their Swedish meatballs swimming in a big bowl of marinara. Portugal, the home of ports. Canada, the home of that delicious maple syrup, which I'm eating with my chicken and waffles right now. Mexico, the home of avocados from Mexico. Pakistan, thank you, come on, Thailand, home of the ties. Germany, Donkey Shane. Shane Peru home of the Lemus India shining bright like a diamond the Netherlands the home of wooden shoes Brazil home of Pele and yes these United States of America The filth, flooring, flooring, filth is going on with the calls at the Dallas Cowboys organization. The Dallas Cowboys won in total yards with 421 to 415. Total passing yards, 262 to 208. First downs, 24 to 20. We won in almost every freaking category except hitting a field goal 
to try to go ahead in overtime, run a stupid fourth and five play that goes nowhere, give them excellent field position, and mama, there go that bad man did his job and the Cowboys go down 31 to 28 after they had led and let Green Bay come back 14 points down going in to that fourth quarter it didn't matter Dak Prescott threw for 265 yards two touchdowns it didn't matter that Tony Pollard ran for 115 yards of one touchdown it didn't matter that C.D. Lamb had 150 yards and two touchdowns it didn't matter that Dalton Schultz had 54 freaking yards and got one touchdown none of that mattered defense where you at defense Where are you at? Where is that doomsday defense? One sack. Two sacks. Demarcus Lawrence got a sack. And Sam Williams got a sack. Where is Michael Parsons? Where is the beast incarnate? Where is Lawrence Taylor 5.0 at? How are we letting the receivers get open in the middle of the field how are we jumping balls and letting them go over our heads we're jumping trying to get the daggone interception instead of staying on our man foot for foot race for race what happened to the game plan that we had last time what happened to taking care of the ball what happened to thinking it's as if the Dallas Cowboys thought pattern went out the window when they went into overtime. You could have kicked a field goal it was well within my heart's range and we would have been up three by three. Still in overtime, they would have came down or had to come down and then try to either get a touchdown or they were going to tie it with a field goal. There was still uh, 6 minutes and 57 seconds left in the game. We should have went for the field goal. Oh, but no. Mr. Mike McCarthy wanted to show up Aaron Rodgers. I've been taking uh, uh, what you call it all day risk all day. So I'm just going to go ahead when the game is on the freaking line and I'm going to take a risk at fourth and five when you saw that the defense wasn't giving you nothing four freaking downs they didn't give you anything you went for them four to five you lose the ball the ball turns over to them and then Green Bay comes down with mama there goes that bad man Aaron Rodgers who I have said owns the Dallas Cowboys Cowboy fans didn't want to believe me I caught a lot of flack for it And I told Cowboy fans If you look at the history between Since Dak came Since Dak Not even Dak Since Tony Romo was there Aaron Rodgers When he comes to Cowboy Stadium AT&T Stadium He is at home They played in Green Bay He is definitely at home He is a stone throw From His actual home. This man, when he's playing at home, he knows he has the upper hand. 
Forget the fact that Green Bay is three and six, or now four and six. Thank you to the Cowboys. Forget that. Green Bay is still a team that you got to watch out for. Green Bay still can be dangerous. As long as Aaron Rodgers is on his game, you have to take account for the Green Bay Packers. And they literally own the freaking Cowboys. I just got back from a beautiful and wonderful vacation with my lovely wife. And we went to my brother-in-law's estate in Baltimore, Maryland. And we stayed at the Ponderosa. There were beautiful trees everywhere. There was a deck out there. There was two decks on the house. There was like seven or eight bedrooms in the house. And we had a wonderful time. We didn't hear no noise. We didn't hear no cars, no nothing, no street lights. It was pitch black. And you could hear a pin drop. Matter of fact, I could hear my inner intestines working along with my heart. They were having a conversation in the pitch black dark. No babies, no grandkids, which you hear in the background. None of that going on. We rested. While I was there, I ran into an Eagles fan, a bandwagon Eagles fan. I'm not going to give him any uh, uh, time in this first segment. I'm devoting my whole second segment to this dude. But I've got to tell you this. I came back fired up. I came back and I said, who do we play? And they said, we play Green Bay. And I was like, we need to watch because we may not win that. My brother-in-law, Maurice Bryson, can tell you I said it. My brother-in-law, Larry Bryson, can tell you I said that we might lose against Green Bay. Because Green Bay owns the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Myers will change your name to Green Bay, Texas. You might as well get rid of the, the, the you can have the star, but get rid of the blue and the, and the silver and go with the golden green. Because the Green Bay Packers, the cheeseheads of America, own the Dallas Cowboys. We can't pick up a freaking win. Somebody tell me. Hit me up at this sick host at this sick show on Twitter. Call me on, on Spotify, Apple, or whoever I told you that we was on in the beginning. Call me, leave a message on Anchor.fm on this sick podcast and tell me when was the last time we won against Green Bay? We're up. 14. The score was 28 to 14 in the third quarter going into the fourth quarter. We're up by two freaking touchdowns. And we let Aaron Rodgers do his thing. We let uh, uh, Aaron Jones do his thing. The two Aarons got on one accord and then all of a sudden we forget how to play defense. All of a sudden 
We we don't we were playing in the same place, calling the same place, and and, and thinking that they're not going to pick up on it. All of a sudden, the play calling gets vanilla, and then the Dallas Cowboys are in a situation where they're tied up, going into overtime. We get the ball first. We drive down the field. We had some penalties and some setbacks, but we got all the way to the 40-yard line. Because it would have been a 53-yard field goal, and that's, like I said in the beginning, well within Brett Bauer's range. Oh, no. We've been taking risks the whole game. We're going to go ahead and run this one, and we're going to run this play, or we're going to throw it, and then... Mike McCarthy, this is your fault. Kelly Moore, this is your fault. This is your loss. This is not the fans' loss. This is your loss. You know when it's fourth and five. It ain't like it was fourth and one. It ain't like it was fourth and two. Anything above two is not or may not get got. In the NFL Because NFL players are too fast The game is too fast You could have faked the punt And probably got the five yards back We've done that before Where was that play at? Kellen You could have had Dak scramble For five yards Why is it Dak scramble? Why why do you insist on Dak being in the pocket? I just, I just, I just don't know. I'm taking it back. I don't understand why we would do that. Now, the New York Giants won. Guess what? We're in third place. Philadelphia has not lost a game. Philadelphia might not lose this year. Have y'all thought about that? We've lost three games now. This is this is a rebuilding year. We might not get a wild card this year. Because other teams in the NFC are stacked. Their records look better than ours. I'm sorry. I don't understand. But you know what? We deserve this loss. 31 and 28. We deserve this loss. This is on you, Mike McCarthy. Now, before you Eagles fans... Get on your little hoo-hoo-rah or whatever it is that you get on. Your little tangent. I got something for you in the next segment. So you make sure you come back. Tell your friends, tell your mama, your daddy, your cousins, uncles, and nieces, and aunts to listen to this frustrated but sick show. Stay tuned for more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to part two of This Sick Show at U.S. Cellular. You can choose any phone you want for free, especially 5G. Visit your nearest 
stores in Ada, Ardmore, Medill, Sulphur, and Hugo, Oklahoma. U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Make sure that you check them out. Tell them that the BGC Sports Network and the BGC Sports Network 2 sit you there. And especially this sick host from this sick show. Now, I did this once before. I thought that I made my point clear concerning this matter but as of lately this has been coming up especially since the Philadelphia Eagles are undefeated at the time of this taping of this sick show and I I, I really need you all to catch this I, I need you to get it there are Absolute diehard Eagles fans who have their wits and intelligence about them concerning the Eagles being undefeated at the time of this sick taping, undefeated and possibly going forth to the playoffs and winning and going to the Super Bowl. There are those who understand, they understand deductive reasoning and I, I, I applaud those people and that's not the Eagles fans that I'm going to talk about and waste this sick segment number two on I'm not talking about them so those of you out there who know me and you know who I'm talking about I'm not name dropping on here but those of you who know me they know that I am a die hard uh, Dallas Cowboy fan but let me tell you I am probably one of the hardest people on my own team because they need to still straighten up in a lot of areas even though we're doing good even though at the time of this sick taping we lost two games I understand what's going on and our defense is incredible absolutely Michael Parsons and the rest of them I'm not saying anything about that I'm looking at the offense and what the offense can contribute and we still need some work I'll be the first to admit that so I'm not talking Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys but for all you bandwagon preposterous all of you who are contrary to reason or common sense all of you who are utterly absurd and ridiculous matter of fact I'll even call you ludicrous foolish even farcical and absolutely laughable I am here to tell you I don't have time for foolishness I don't have time for your transient behaviors and absolute high spirited no less shenanigans when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles I'm gonna go back to the beginning and I'm gonna bring you up to now and hopefully I can do all of this within the next how many minutes do we have don't have long but within the next say 15 minutes I'm going to break it down so that you can understand your place in the context of the NFL East which is the NFL Beast this year and the NFL as an entirety 
The Philadelphia Eagles organization was formed in 1933. It was the first time that you were introduced to the NFL and you were three wins, five losses, and one tie. Under a coach named Lude Ray. Now just the name Lude is enough to tell you what was going on back then. The Philadelphia Eagles, up until this point right now at the time of taping this show, have won 607 games since 1933. They have lost 627 games since 1933. They have tied 27 times since 1933. And in postseason play, they are 23 wins and 24 losses. Everything I just said to you is sub 500 at best. When the Philadelphia Eagles finally won a championship, not a Super Bowl, because the Super Bowl was not even a Super Bowl. There was no such thing as the Super Bowl back when the Eagles won in 1948, where they went 9 2 and 1. They won in 1949, uh, where they went 11 and 1. And they won the NFL League Championship under Greasy Neal. Under Slimy Greasy Neal. 1960, they were 10 and 2. They won a league championship. Still not the Super Bowl. Under Bucky Shaw. So then they spent time with Nick Scorich, Joe Kahurich. Uh, 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 then there was Jerry Williams and Ed Kayat. All the way from the 1960s up until, let me see, 1978. They didn't even touch a playoff. 1978, they were second in NFC East. Went to the playoffs and lost in the wild card round. 79, they went. They won one, lost one. 1980. Went to the Super Bowl under whoever that was at that time. It was Dick Vermeil coaching. Lost the Super Bowl. They was first in the NFC East, but they lost the Super Bowl. It was their first appearance in the Super Bowl. They lost it. You go on from 1980 and let's go on. There was wild card playoffs, lost. Another wild card playoff, lost. Another wild card playoff, lost. That was 88, 89, and 1990. Oh, 92. Playoff, divisional playoffs, lost. 1995, divisional playoffs again, lost. 1996, wildcard playoff, lost. 2000, they lost the divisional playoffs. Won one, lost one. 2001, lost a conference championship. 2002, lost a conference championship. 2003, lost a conference championship. And 2004, when Andy Reid was the coach and Donovan McNabb was the quarterback of the Philadelphia Uggles, they lost in the Super Bowl. Then the list goes on. 2006, lost divisional playoffs. 2008, lost a conference championship. 2009, lost wildcard playoffs. 2010, lost another wildcard playoff. 2013, lost wildcard playoff. 
And finally, in 2017, they won a Super Bowl under Doug Peterson. They were 13 and 3 back in 2017. Just, what is it, three, four or five years ago? They won six years ago. Five to six years ago. They won their first ever Super Bowl. Huh. 2020, they were 4 and 11, fourth in the NFC East. And 2021, they were second behind the Dallas Cowboys. Lost a wild card playoff, and they were 9 and 8 under Nick Siriana. They were just one above being 500. Now, I've given you their record. And, I'm, and, and these are facts. You can look them up. You can Google them. You can go find them for yourself. I gave you their history. And they want to holler about, oh, we're the best. We're better than the Cowboys. And we're this, that, the other, and blah, 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 all this other stuff that they're saying. Let me tell you something. Dallas Cowboys came on the scene in 1960. Back in 1960 was the last time you won a, a championship. But the Super Bowl wasn't even in. They had their first season. They started off with no wins and 11 losses and one tie in 1960. It was the only time that the Dallas Cowboys were seventh in the NFL because there was there was an NFL West at that time. The Dallas Cowboys total wins from 1960 to 2022 is 538 wins compared to 403 losses and six ties. And in the postseason, we are 35 and 29 in postseason play. The Eagles were 23 and 24. That doesn't even compare. We're 35 and 29 above 500. Our winning percentage as an organization since 1960 is upwards of almost 75. The Eagles are like 25%. You ain't quite at 50%. We're way above it. Okay. Yeah, there's losses in there. League championship lost 66, 67, lost championship, league championship. Remember I said we're talking Super Bowls here. We're, we're, we're talking championships now, but then we're going to get into the Super Bowls. Okay, so 1968, when I was born, lost the conference championship. 1969, lost the conference championship. 1970, went to the Super Bowl and lost the Super Bowl. Uh, that was in 1970. Then, 1971, won the Super Bowl under Tom Landry. First Super Bowl win. Okay, let's go 1972. Lost conference championship. 73, lost the conference championship. Uh, 75, back in the Super Bowl, but lost the Super Bowl. Then turned around in 77, won another Super Bowl. So within six freaking years, we won two Super Bowls. Okay. How many do the Eagles have? How many of y'all won in... Since 1933? Anybody? Anybody? One. One. 1933 all the way up to 2017. 50-some years passed and you won one Super Bowl. We haven't won a Super Bowl in 26 years. 
But there is no way we can compare to 51 years of not winning a Super Bowl. Give me a freaking break. Y'all are absolutely ignorant. Don't come to me like you know your team. You bandwagon. You're a bandwagon fan. Because a real fan will tell you, we still got some work to do. I hope Philadelphia wins a Super Bowl so they can have two Super Bowls. Now you'll tie Washington. I hope that Philadelphia wins a Super Bowl this season. I want you to go undefeated. I want to see Miami Dolphins record go down and Philadelphia get up there. But you have only won one freaking Super Bowl in 51 years. 1992, Dallas Cowboys, Super Bowl champions. 1993, Dallas Cowboys, Super Bowl champions. Oh, skip 94, lost the conference championship, but turned around in 95 and won Super Bowl champions. All four of these years, 1992, 1993, 1994, 1995, we were 13-3, 12-4, 12-4, and 12-4. Jimmy Johnson and Barry Switzer. That's how we won. Up until that point, 1996, lost division playoffs, lost a wild card in 1998, lost another wild card in 1999, 2000, uh, uh, through, we didn't even get in the playoffs, and then 2003, we lost a wild card, 2006, we lost a wild card, 2007, we lost a wild card, and then turned around and lost divisional playoffs, 2009, and then let's go, uh, 2014, we lost divisional playoffs, because I'm just trying to be fair here to the Philadelphia fans that's going to take offense to this. Jason Garrett, uh, 2018, we lost a divisional playoffs, so that means we were 1-1 one one in the playoffs 10 and 6 and then here we are in 2021 went 12 and 5 lost the wild card playoff under Mike McCarthy I know you don't want to hear it because right now we're living in a time where people don't want to hear the truth but what I just read to you is the absolute truth there's no way to see it there's no way around it you don't have more wins than our organization so cut the foolishness. Stop all the, 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 the talking nasty and, and, and acting stupid. And recognize the real deal. Y'all ain't did nothing. Up until this point, you're starting to do something. You're starting to be a twinkle in your mother's eye. I want to say in your mama's eye. Oh, I just said it so it don't even matter anymore. But you can't, you can't sit up here and act like Philadelphia has run roughshod over the Dallas Cowboys since they've been an organization. Nothing more could be further from the truth. Like I said, your, your little nasty attitude, your little, little uh, uh, ludicrous uh, stance on it, your ludicrous old mindset, all of that, your transient behavior, all of that stuff, you need to stop. You need to stop. I don't care if we lose the next three seasons. You ain't even going to catch up. Our winning percentage is, is to where we'd have to lose 10 seasons in a row for you to catch up with us. We'd have to lose 10 seasons in a row and, and go 0 and 17 for 10 seasons in a row for the Philadelphia Eagles 
catch up with the Dallas Cowboys. I, I'm I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of talking about it. I'm sick and tired of telling y'all about it. You guys don't you 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 act like y'all act like you ain't got no sense. Y'all act like you've lost your marbles because they're eight and oh oh okay yeah they're eight and oh good. It would be an absolute shame and it would be a, a stain and a reproach on the Philadelphia franchise if you go 17 and freaking over 18. How many ever playoffs game? That's one, two, two playoff games. You go to the MC, three playoff games, so that's 20. So you go 20 and 0 and you get in the Super Bowl and you lose. Then what you gonna say? Oh, it, it wasn't our year. I ain't trying to hear that. I ain't trying to hear it wasn't our year. If you win, I'll be the first one to slow clap for you. Way to go. Way to go, Eagles. You get your two Super Bowls. You get your two. It might go faster if you get more Super Bowls than the Dallas Cowboys. So that means you get a Super Bowl this year. That means you've got three more to go. Then I'll start. And then once you get the five, okay. And then you get the six, okay. But until then, shut it. Told you. I was going to make you famous. I want to mention your name so bad. Oh, God, I want to mention your name, but I know the Lord in heaven will not allow me to mention your name. But you know who you is. That I'm talking about. Now put that in your pipe. Or your nose. Or up your crack. I don't care. And smoke it. I gotta, I gotta drink some water. I gotta drink some ice water. I told you I'm back. You do not want to miss the third segment. So make sure you come back right here on this Fed up and sick of you Eagles. Van Wagner's. Not you regular Eagles fan. Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to part tray of this really sick show. Are you needing a quick, fast, safe, and reliable movie company? Well, search no more because Midnight Hour Moving has you covered. At Midnight Hour Moving, their goal is to provide hassle-free moves from start to finish. And Midnight Hour Moving can also provide packing supplies, safe and secure warehouse storage. Plus, they can move you anywhere in the great state of Texas, both to and from the DF Dub. So call Midnight Hour Moving today at 817-399-1300. That's 817-399-1300. Or go to MidnightHourMoving.com and get moving. All right. Like I was saying back in the first segment, just got back off of vacation. We went to Baltimore, Maryland, and um, we stayed at what I like to call the Ponderosa. From this moment on, it's going to be known as the Ponderosa. A lot of you who are um, 
of this generation don't even know what a Ponderosa is. We we the Ponderosa goes back to uh, uh, it was a show called Bonanza, and they lived on the Ponderosa. It was a lot of acreage and green and all that other stuff going on. And we actually had a restaurant named Ponderosa. I don't know if there's still um, a restaurant called that on the East Coast. But we used to go there and they had all kinds of steaks and shrimp and chicken and all that other stuff. It was really, really good. But we had fun at the Ponderosa. But we had to come back. We came came back on Southwest Airlines. Big shout out to Southwest Airlines. They took care of us. Um, was cool getting through the terminal, getting where we needed to go and getting back home. But on the way back home, when we got to the terminal, we got there early enough that there was nobody there. We had all this space and we talked and laughed and we had a good time. And then the lady who was working the gate at that time got on the microphone and she just wrecked it. I mean, she just wrecked the place. She was lively, she was funny, and she was straight up. I call her the real Sasha Fierce. The real Sasha Fierce. Not Beyonce's Sasha Fierce. I'm talking about the real Sasha Fierce. And she was working right there. We was getting ready to board in Baltimore, uh, the BWI airport in Baltimore, Maryland. You can check her out at Princess underscore Sasha 07 at YouTube. And you can follow her at Dragon Pink 07 on Twitter. You got to hear her talk about the, the great candy incident. You got to hear her talk about that. So I just wanted to give her props. I told her I was going to talk about her on this show. And so this is my, I guess you could say my or her 15 seconds of fame right here on this sick show. So, thank you Sasha Fierce for helping us, my family and I, get on board to a late plane, which was not your fault. You said it was not your fault, and it wasn't your fault. But thank you for getting us there and getting us up on there comfortable and we got back home safely. It was in the morning, but we got back home safely. And everything was good So I appreciate it And hopefully next time She's working there next time Or she might be a huge star After y'all hit her up At Princess underscore Sasha07 On YouTube So I just wanted to just Get that out the way Now It's just something that, that I knew was going to happen we need to talk about it. Uh, it's concerning the NIL. And it's concerning a legendary Stanford women's basketball coach. And uh, basically a college athlete who is in uh, gymnastics who just signed a huge deal as a junior going into the 2023 season. Uh, legendary basketball coach of the Stanford women's basketball uh, Tara Van Derver took issue with gymnast Olivia Dunn at LSU who's earning name uh, earning you know uh, uh, money for her name image and likeness the NIL and so Olivia 
She has one of the largest social media followings of any collegiate athlete across any sports, male or female. She reportedly earns around $2 million. That's what I said. $2 million. With various sponsorships such as activewear brands like uh, um, Viore, American Eagle, and Planet Fuel. And, and Olivia uh, Dunn is also signed to one of the biggest agencies in WME Sports. But here's the thing. Dunn has more than 6.2 million followers on TikTok. And she has 2.3 million followers on Instagram. She's 20 years old at the time of her last post. And in her post, she's got these um, photos. I guess you could call them, you know, taboo, maybe. Is that a word? I, I'll use the word they used on, on, on in, at Fox News. Scantily clad. She's got photos and videos of herself, which is partly the reason why her brand is an incredibly successful brand. Van Derver, a staunch supporter of women's rights who was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, saw the trend and she said this trend has taken us a step back as female athletes. She says, I guess sometimes we have this swinging pendulum. Quote, where we maybe take two steps forward and then we take a step back. This is what she told the New York Times. Uh, Quote, we're fighting for all the opportunities to compete, to play, to have resources, to have facilities, to have coaches, and all the things that go with Olympic caliber athletes. This, what Dunn is doing, is a step back. Now, Dunn told the paper she is proud of what she has been able to accomplish with the floodgates opening for NIL deals. Floodgates being the key word here, people. Seven figures, she said. Quote, that is something that I'm proud of, especially since I'm a woman in college sports. There are no professional leagues for most women's sports after college. She's absolutely right. She's absolutely right. Um, what did she go on to say? Hold on a second. I lost my place here. Um, Dunn was born in New Jersey. Uh, she's a very accomplished college athlete, gymnast, and has proven to excel on and off the floor. She started at LSU in 2021 and she made the SEC's first year academic honor roll. So she's smart. And was a WCGA academic All-American as well. She was a WCGA All-American in uh, on the in uneven bars. Almost didn't get that out. In 2022. And was named to the SEC academic honor roll. So she's very smart and very Gifted. I knew this was going to happen. I told you right here on this sick show. I like the brand too, as you can tell. Um, I told you that when the NIL rule came down, that it was going to open up Pandora's box. 
now everybody who thinks that, you know, they can go out and get some money or they can go out and get sponsorship off of their name, image, and likeness is going to do it. The fact that she was scantily clawed, dressed, doesn't mean a thing. Has nothing to do with it. However, she got the six point, what was it, six point two million followers on TikTok and the two point three million viewers on whatever else. And the fact that she's got over a million, I would dare to say, over a hundred thousand. For some people, they may only get twenty thousand. If you think about it, she's got a million dollar year, a multi-million dollar year contract now. So it could be, you know, if it's 6.5 million, guess what? That's what 6.5 million people. That's 1 million per person that she got for her name, image, and likeness. Now, Coach Vendorver, she's old school. She, she's been around a while. She's seen some things. But I can almost guarantee that if this was in place when we were athletes, we'd be doing the same thing. When we were athletes, when we were really, really good in college, I'm not, I'm not even going to go back to high school, college, there were certain people who wanted to sew into us if you know what I mean. There were certain people that would break you off a little, son, son, if you know what I mean. There were some people that would pat you on the back and slap your hand and leave and leave something very papillish in your hand. And the thing was, you knew not to open your hand until you were away from those people. Oh, you just got paid for your name. You just got paid for the imagery on the court. You just got paid because your likeness reminded them of somebody else that had already made it big. There's different ways you can look at this, but we told you, I told you that Dave Michaels who's on the Dave Michael Show on the 9s and 3s on the BGC Sports Network and the 10s and 4s on BGC Sports Network 2 told you this was going to happen. Matter of fact, I think Willie F.T. Jr. who comes on right after my show told you that this was going to happen. And the fact that she's got two or three academic uh, 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 um, scholarships or not scholarships, but you know, she won it two years in a row. She was an All-American in academics. That tells you something right there. This young lady is smart. She is smart. She is kind. She is pretty. She, she's an athlete. She's a gymnast. She knows what she is doing. 
And we live in an era and a time and an age where video is, is what is everything. Think about the people that were just as good as her but didn't have video. Nobody took their picture. No video was made of them, but they were just as good or even better than her. It doesn't matter. We can't go back and relive those days. We cannot go back in time. You just can't do it. The fact that she is using what she has to get what she wants. She's a she's a millionaire. Don't start hating. Don't start hating on these kids because they're millionaires. They're using what's available to them to make their million-dollar dreams happen. So I, I'm not against her. You do what you got to do. You go, girl. And you be that young millionaire that you've always seen and that you've aspired to be. And still, there's more to come. But name, image, and likeness? Ain't no need to fussing about it. They voted. It went into, uh, it became a law. And now it's a law. And ju- we're just going to have to deal with it. Ain't nothing else we can do about it. We're just going to have to deal with it. I told you. Pandora's box is wide open. And I'm done. I want to thank everybody for listening. Glad to be back. Coming up next, like I told you, Willie Epting Jr., hashtag Brothers of Baseball, he's going to give us that World Series finale show. I can't wait until you hear it. And make sure you come back right here on the BGC Sports Network and the BGC Sports Network too for this sick show. Whoa.